The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. So today, we, um, as we stand a day before our fasting begins, fasting begins tomorrow, by the way, and we're excited. <laughs> you know, if you're new here, you're wondering, why are they so excited about fasting? You know, that's just how we are, you know. We like spiritual things. <laughs> so we are uh, pretty excited and so so today I'm going to be teaching and sharing on fasting because there are certain fundamentals of the faith that we because of because of passage of time we assume people already understand it and we just go on to do those activities and you know and all that but so as, as a pastor engaging with people and sometimes only to discover that uh, some people really don't fully understand these things. And, and some that do, you know, um, there are newer people that don't, don't fully understand these things. So rather than assuming we all do, sometimes it's important that we go back and and explain these concepts again. It's important we do. So fasting is abstinence from food for the purpose of seeking God. Fasting is abstinence primarily primarily from food for the purpose of, of seeking God or aligning with God. Fasting in our time has evolved because it's not only food we, we can fast from. We can fast from social media in addition to food. You know, we can fast from the TV in addition to food and social media. We can uh, or do a, a, a food fast and a partial TV fast. You know, we can fast from... Um, Soccer, <laughs> from FIFA, <laughs> we, can, we can fast from, from video games, you know, and just to recover our souls. In fact, you don't know how much you have been spread thin sometimes until you do this fast. So, yes, while in church, we will be primarily Fasting from food. You should add this compo- other component, you know, that you know that you are a little bit attached to. Some, of, some people are not attached to video games, but they are attached to, to WhatsApp. They check everybody's status. Everybody's status. They know what, as one is going up, they are, they are the first to see it. Maybe you want to draw and like curtail yourself and do a fast. 
you will discover that if you don't check Facebook for one week, two weeks, three weeks, you will not die. Check. You will still be alive and well. Say, but pastor, I use it for work. Okay. Apart from that. But typically. And so, it is not because we just want to punish ourselves that we stay away from food just to uh, afflict the body. It's beyond that. It is, it is the appetite of, that God wants to rein in. Now, the truth is that if you can control your appetite for food, you can control your appetite for almost anything. All the different appetites that man has, food and affection is the only one that is there from birth and will be there till death. The day someone loses his appetite for food, you know the person is on the way out. The appetite for everything else is acquired or develops as we, as we mature. The appetite for sex is acquired. It develops. The appetite for gaming. So if you can control food, you'll be able to control and bring your body under control and control every other aspect of your life. Praise the name of the Lord. And a classic example of fasting is Jesus. Is Jesus. Jesus fasted. Jesus did not only fast, Jesus gave us an example of what it is to fast. An example of how to fast. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 2. Matthew chapter 4, verse 2. It says, for 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted. That is, Jesus fasted and became very hungry. So, intermittent and partial fasts was not what Jesus did. There are different types of fasts, obviously, as, as, as you can see. Jesus did a full fast from food. But Jesus had water, obviously. I mean, if you compare scriptures, you will know that he took water in, in between and all through. You know, but he fasted day and night. He didn't break at night. Like the, the, some of us, I mean, the, the part of us, a type of our fast is we fast in the day. As soon as it is called day, which is 12 midnight, we fast until the day is over, which is at 6 p.m., you know, so we break. So we do a, an intermittent, partial, daily fast. We fast in the day. Jesus fasted day and night. And there's another type of fast that we do that we call coasting, and which is we, um, we take water and you can take other fluids, but you are also fasting. Keep the scriptures up. You are also fasting day and night. You are not eating in the day. You are not eating at night. Some of you will do that. You decide which, you want to, which, which one you want to do. And in, in, in the case of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 10, 
Daniel chapter 10, verse 3, Daniel said, I ate no choice food. <laughs> the NIV version. I ate no choice food. No meat or wine touched my lips. I used no lotion at all on, until three weeks were over. For 21 days, I didn't rub pomade. In other words, I didn't spray perfume. Daniel's fast was, if he had social media, that's like our own social media, so to speak, if you will. Because in those days, they, 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 they soak their baths with, with lotion. It's, it's exotic. You know, for his, someone of his caliber, he will have had his bath with perfumed and oiled water. Then, you know, everything is just the massage and everything. He abstained from that. He abstained from choice foods. So he was eating, some say, vegetables based on Daniel 1, you know, and all that. But he wasn't eating meat. He wasn't eating taking wine. It wasn't, that's, that's a Daniel fast. It's called a Daniel fast today. That's not the fast we are doing. Is <laughs> ah, pastor correct? I didn't know that kind of fast in the Bible. <laughs> I will be eating dry bread. You know, <laughs> I say Daniel fast. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's not to rub pomade. I will rub pomade. What are you used to rub it before? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Now, that's, that's the Daniel kind of fast. And, and, and we are not doing the Daniel kind of fast. At least this time. It's not Daniel fast we are doing. Then you have the Moses kind of fast in Exodus 34. Where Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord. He remained with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. In all that time, he ate no bread, means no food, and drank no water. So Moses' own was conquered and Jesus' own. Conquer, you know, but tougher, if you will. And the Lord wrote the terms of the covenant and on and on and on and on. So Moses did not eat food, nor did he drink water for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, this kind of Moses' fast, I, I would say, except the Lord shows up to you and tells you to do it, don't do it. Even when the Lord, you think the Lord has told you to do it, please come and see us. <laughs> so I'm going to be sure it's the Lord. I'll, I'll see a doctor. I mean, because it, Moses had supernatural enablement to do it. Is, is it possible? Yes. Pastor, have you done a 40-day fast before? Of course. In fact, I, there was a year, I think, when the church started, that I can count the number of days I ate food. I ate fewer days for fewer days. It was not planned. I didn't say this was, I just started fasting. Then, as I was doing my own fast, the church started a 40-day fast. Do you remember that 40-day fast? When they finished the 40-day fast, I still continued my own. Praise God. <laughs> so, if anybody says fasting kills you, it's a lie. 
Fasting does not kill you. It doesn't. If it does, I mean, some of us shouldn't be here. It doesn't kill you. But you need to do it with understanding. You need to understand so that you can get the full benefits from it. And there's a difference between a corporate fast and a personal fast. A personal fast, you can, maybe after this 21 days of fasting corporately, you can decide with the Lord that you want to extend yours to 40 days um, with a Daniel kind of fast. It's fine. That will now be a personal fast or with a Moses kind of fast. But again, check with us before you do that. Or with a Jesus kind of fast. But in a corporate fast, you have to, you have to stay, maintain your ranks. In a corporate fast, you can't decide what you want to do. In a corporate fast, it is what is agreed to do in a, as a community. That's what we all do. That's what puts us on the same page. You can't be doing a corporate fast and be saying, Whoa, God says my Bring, Give me that uh, cucumber. After all, Daniel ate vegetables. No, you can't do that in a corporate fast. And here in God's favorite house, we have four categories of, of, of fasts, right? Um, the first category is breaking at 6 p.m. You are breaking at 6 p.m. You, your fast begins when the day begins. The day begins at 12 midnight. The day doesn't begin at 5, 5 a.m. So don't wake up at 4. Load your stomach with food. <laughs> I say, you have, you have, I'm doing 6 to 6. When people say they are doing 6 to 6, I say, are you... What kind of fast? I'm doing six. No, no, no. We are not doing six to six. We are breaking at six. If you are doing category A, so you break at six for three weeks. And God will empower you. <clears throat> Say amen. amen. In Jesus' name. The category B is you, you break at six for the first two weeks and you coast for the last week. By coasting, we mean you are fasting day and night from food. You can have water and you can have juice, fruit juice. You can't have blended fruits. You put spinach, you put carrot, you put, you blend everything together. You see, I'm coasting. If I that's even richer than a lot of food. <laughs> so we, we would say thin fluid the fluid that doesn't have high viscosity like pap pap is not allowed you know pap so many things can go into pap <laughs> you know <laughs> stay away from thick fluids um you say, Pastor, what about pepper soup? No pepper soup. No pepper soup. If you eat the pepper soup, who will eat the fish or the, the meat inside? Say, but plain, I will eat plain one. But no pepper soup. What about, you know, someone says, Gary water, you know? People are very creative when it comes to fasting. What about Gary water? <laughs> Gary water. Yeah, a lot of things uh, wrong with Gary water because the flakes alone, 
is carbs, it's big in, on carbs. Then some people will stay it. Say it's water. But by the time they finish, the cup is empty. <laughs> and they are eating. They have drank Gary water. <laughs> so we say, stay away from Gary water. Just drink water. Take fruit juices, not um, pro- processed ones that are big on all the chemicals. Stay away from fizzy drink. Don't touch soft drinks. Don't even touch it with a mile, with a spoon. If you are coasting, that is. Just water and fruit juices for one week. That is category B. Category C are those that are breaking at six for one week and are coasting for two weeks. You are breaking at six for one week and you are coasting for two weeks. Category D are those that are coasting for the three weeks. From tomorrow, they start coasting. So ask your neighbor which one you day, which one you day. Please get a response. <clears throat> I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. <clears throat> can you make it bigger so they can see? It? There's no confusion. Category A, B, C, D. Which one you they do? Tell us. So, you, I mean, make up your mind. And God will empower you in Jesus' name. And, and while we do these things, we, we need to realize that fasting has to do with prayer. In fact, the potency of prayer goes to a higher level when we, when we fast. If you don't fast, if you don't pray rather, and you are fasting, at best, you are dieting. You are on a weight loss program. But the spiritual value is big when you pray. My um, spiritual father used to say, that fasting without prayer is on God's strike. That when you fast without praying, you are just on a hunger strike. It is prayer that gives potency to fasting. It is prayer that, that gives power, that releases the power of fasting. And which is why, from by God's grace, from tomorrow, tomorrow, Monday, yeah, we are going to be meeting here 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're going to be praying just one hour. 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're going to be praying. Of course, that doesn't replace your personal prayer time. You need to spend time praying. Because fasting without prayer is simply hunger strike. Prayer is totally indispensable. Totally we have to pray. We have to pray. John Wesley um, said that it, it seems that without God, man cannot. And without man, 
God will not. Without God, man cannot. But without man, God will not. God will not. So our prayers, our fasting, must be coupled with prayer. And things will change in our favor. In the name of Jesus. Fasting is, 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 is compulsory. It's, it's, it's necessary. It's, it's, it's totally necessary. Jesus said to us in Matthew 6, 16, he didn't say, if you pray, if you fast, Jesus said, and when you fast, what does when you fast mean? It's in your future. Fasting is in your future. That's what Jesus is saying. When you fast, fasting is in your future. My grandmother would say, fast so that you will not have to fast. Because whichever way you will fast. If you're, if you're a believer, that is, whichever way you will fast. Say, but, you know, fast so that you don't have to fast. Jesus said, when you fast, fasting is in your future. When you fast, when you fast. The truth is, there are certain things that we only shift when we fast and pray. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Disciples of Jesus had a, a young, young boy brought to them that was demon-possessed. And they, they, they prayed, they, they did all sorts to cast out the, the uh, demon spirit, and nothing happened. And the dad, when Jesus showed up, the dad came to Jesus and said, oh, I brought this, my boy, to your disciples. And they couldn't cast out the demon and Jesus was pretty upset with them. I was like, come on, guys, how long will I be with you? You don't have faith. And he cast out the demon. <laughs> and the man left. And afterwards, I think maybe a day after, or later in the day, when they were sitting down to eat, <laughs> Peter asked him, Daoga, why could we not cast out that demon? You know, Jesus has said to them, you had no faith. In fact, Jesus said, that's because you, 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 had, you have no faith. But it's as if Peter was saying, but we, we know we have faith. So how come we couldn't cast him out? You are giving, you are, there's still something you are not telling us, Jesus. And Jesus says, ah, in Matthew 17, that I'll be it, <laughs> but this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, the question is, did Jesus 
when Jesus saw the uh, demon-possessed boy, did Jesus say to the father, wait, let me go and fast and pray? So if Jesus says, this kind does not go by prayer fasting, what does that mean? Jesus is saying, you need what they call a Jesara inoculation of prayer and fasting. You must, you must have, um, how, do you, how do you interpret a Jesara in English? This is inoculation, right? That's the best way. You must have chopped it before it is required of you. If you wait until it is required of you, it will be too late. Which is why we, we position this time of fasting, that is the first part, at the beginning of the year, because you, you must have chopped it. Permit me to say that. Until you can produce it. Before you can produce it. So, Jesus said to them, this kind, this kind, the word this kind actually means this lineage, this, this species of demons, this, this category of demons. You see, the challenge is that Many times, people have said to me, oh, fasting is in the Old Testament. Oh, you know, I, I don't understand. When people don't want to obey God, they just say everything is Old Testament. They say fasting is Old Testament. Oh, he says, this is Jesus saying. When the disciples of, Jesus, of John came to meet Jesus, how come your disciples don't fast? And he said to them, they will fast when I go. So he said to them, this kind this lineage of opposition. So there's a level, there's a type of opposition that you will face that only bows to fasting and prayer. And guess what? You cannot outsource it. It only bows to what? Fasting and prayer. So, you can't get some things done without fasting. You can't, it's just not going to happen. You can't get some things done without fasting. There are some things that God wants, God is going to produce through you this year in Jesus' name. There are some things that is going to be created through you this year in the name of Jesus. Some of those things cannot be birthed apart from prayer and fasting. Esther 4. Esther met a challenge. And her uncle said to her, you have to do this for a greater cause. You have to represent your people. Esther resisted initially, but eventually she succumbed. And in verse 16, Esther said, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days or night. My maids and I, we do the same. And then, though it's against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. 
There are certain things that have been written concerning you and your destiny that has been like law that you have to change. And the only way to change it is to position yourself in fasting and prayer. You can change the law. You can. It's law. It is established. But you can change the law. But you can't change the law <laughs> with kid gloves. It's not beans, as they say. You have to give it what it takes. The question is, are you ready to give it what it takes? This year is going to be an amazing year for you. According to God's intention and plan. But guess what? For some people, what is written concerning them is contrary to that greatness. It's like the law. But you must change the law. You must overcome your belly. You must overcome your appetite for food. Why? Because you can't get some things done without fasting. I thought I said that. Yeah. If you can't overcome the power of your belly, how can you overcome the power of the enemy? You have to overcome the power of your belly. You can't outsource it. You can't outsource it. There's some people who say that, oh, <laughs> they say, ah, that, they're prophets. I don't know, professional prophets. You know, they say that you should fast for 21 days. They say, ah, God says you should fast for 21 days. Ah, but if you can't do 21 days, you can buy bon vita and buy um, milk and milo and... Uh, some people even take goats. So that the man of God can fast for you. <clears throat> the question is, if he's fasting, what does he need goat for? What does he need bombita? What does he need? I mean, it's just common sense. The guy wants to chop life. <laughs> don't, look, don't outsource your destiny. God wants to to hear your voice. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants to hear your voice. And so, what happens when we fast? I'm going to reel through some of the things quickly. What happens when we fast? You, you already know. And, and many of them you already know, but you need to get probably another dimension of understanding. What happens when we fast? Seven things. Number one, when we fast, cleansing happens. Spirit, soul, and body. We are cleansed in our spirits. We are cleansed in our souls. We are cleansed in our bodies. Uh, 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 let me start with the spirit. Your spirit man in, 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 in bathing in God's presence is cleansed. You are able to recover your soul because you slow down on your consumption of, of Telemundo. 
you slow down on your consumption of junk. You begin to read the word of God more. You begin to listen to messages. You begin to listen to God's word. You begin to read the Bible. Depression begins to lose its grip on your mind. Anxiety begins to lose its grip on you. You get cleansed in your soul. And you also obviously get cleansed in your body. That is the benefit, I mean the side effect or the the um, um, jara of fear. Don't make it the main reason of fasting. You know, some people, oh, thank God it's fasting. Ah, I'm going to lose weight. Uh, 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 uh. You will lose weight, but that is just f- the fringe benefit. So, I mean, you, it, it, it's the um, doctors tell us obviously that there are many more than seven amazing benefits of, of fasting to the body. But they say a lot of these words are big, okay? So forgive me. That number one, what they call autophagy happens. What's that? Autophagy. It means the body naturally removes cellular debris. The body cleanses itself. Cleanses itself. They say it's there's a rise in stem cells, and for healing happens faster. They say there's a rise in ketones. Ketones they say produce ketones produced fast uh, fat burning cells, and Ketones heal the brain, heals the gut, and turn off bad genes. Fasting, they say, does what is called energy diversion. Energy is diverted from digesting and assimilating food. You know, that's all, a lot of the energy, some people's energy, all all it does is, is to digest food. You've eaten shawarma. After shawarma, you have eaten the popcorn. After popcorn, is suya. After suya, is pepper soup. After pepper soup, I mean, the, all the energy just you are going to give it some break, you know. Praise God, your body is even excited. Hormone optimization. They say that cells become more sensitive to hormones and insulins. Insulin and glucose are controlled. Resets microbiome. That is, fixes the gut barrier, influences our genetic expression, and resets your DNA. It's not only a slap that will reset (laughs) the DNA of your children. I've, I've heard Parents said to their children, I will reset you. <laughs> and the child just behaves. I'm like, wow, this thing works. <laughs> the child is reset. But if you really want them to be reset, if you want to turn off the, the bad genes, the turn off the bad genes, 
and power up good ones and reset their DNA. Let them join the fast. All the teenagers are going to join the fast. Can I get an amen? Some of them are even going to coast. Because Mark 2, 22, you know, um, the word of God says to us in Mark 2, 22, that and no one puts new wine into old wine skins. For the new wine will burst and the wine skins, and the wine skins, rather, skins, and this wine and the skins will both be lost. New wine calls for what? New wine calls for new wine skins. New wine calls for new wine skins. So cleansing happens. The, the second thing that um, happens when we fast is our appetite for God increases. Our desire for God increases. We long for God. We long for God. We long for God. Psalm 42 verse 1, David was saying, as the dare pant longs for the streams of water, so I long for you, O God of heaven. Less of me, more of you. We build character. You know, character is simply when you die to yourself and, 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 and God is more expressed in you. And for, for those of us that are single, you know, once get married, you know, you marry for character, not for gifts. If you marry for gifts, gifts could be talent, charisma, or, you know, or, or finances. It's not enough. You marry for character. You marry for character. Number three, number one, we experience cleansing. Number two, our desire for God skyrockets. Number three, increased sensitivity to God's voice. Not only do we desire him more, we are more sensitive to him. Acts 13.2. Acts 13.2 says, one day as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, you know, it was when they were fasting and, wo- and worshipping and, you know, they, they were more sensitive. They, they heard God speak. The Holy Spirit said, as you wait on God this season, you are going to hear God clearly in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Number four. So, number one, we what? Number two. Number three. And number four, we experience fulfillment. Fulfillment in our spirits, in our souls, in our bodies. The truth is that a lot of people are unfulfilled. A lot of people are disgruntled. A lot of people are... Like, what am I here for on earth without a purpose? When you wait on God, when you fast, you are realigned. 
you, you experience the peace of God. You experience fulfillment in dimensions that cannot be explained. 1 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. It says, for this slight momentary affliction. So, it's a slight momentary affliction. After 21 days, we are done fasting. That's an example of, 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 of what this is. It's preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. It says, because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporal, but what cannot be seen is eternal. So, when you fast, you are positioning yourself for the things that actually can fulfill you. You are positioning yourself for a place that you can actually experience fulfillment. The reason some people struggle in the things of God is because they are out of sync. And this season you will be realigned. You will be realigned. David was, he was so passionate. In verse, Psalm 122, he was like, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Were you glad when you were coming to church this morning? Awesome. If you weren't so glad, by the time we are done fasting, 30 minutes before service, you'll be here. Say amen. amen. Say, Pastor, that's a, that's a serious prayer. A bit, of course you should be here early. <coughs> because your heart, you are excited to be with God and to be with God's people. So I'm going to roll um, number five and six together. Five and six together. And that is creativity spikes and protection is secured. When we fast, creativity spikes. Protection is secured. When we fast. Exodus 31 verse 2 says, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, son of all of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God, with ability, intelligence, knowledge, in every kind of craft, in every kind of creativity. So what has this got to do with fasting? Like we said last week, that the name Bezalel, Actually means in the shadow of Almighty God. That's what Bezalel means. He that stands in God's shadows. That's what Bezalel means. He who stands in the shadow of God. So when we fast, we are aligned with God. We are appetite for God increases like like. Like I said, we are drawn in. And 
like Bezalel, our creativity spikes. So when we fast, our creativity spikes. And when we fast, our protection is secured. Because we are in the shadows. Psalm 91 says to us, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide where? Under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, is my refuge. My buckler. In him will I trust. And it talks about God spreading his wings and covering us. A thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand by your right hand, but it will not come near you. That's what it says. It will shield you from the arrows that flies by day. Do you know the arrows flying in the day? They are. But God will hide us from the pestilence that wasted noonday or from the destruction that happens at night. When you fast, you tuck your family in into God's protection. It's big. And number seven, when you fast, what happens? Breakthroughs. Breakthroughs happen. Breakthroughs happen. The breakthrough might be in the spiritual realm, in the realm of the spirit, you have been um, on a certain level for so long, but when you fast, you break through a higher level spiritually. It could be in your mind. It could be in the level of the soul. I mean, I, I mean, we do know that mental health issues are real, and sometimes therapy is needed, and we do support that here. However, there are things that breaks when you use a stand in the authority of God's word. Even on the soul level. I was sharing with a pastor's wife, I mean, that heard what we're doing with mental health in God's favorite house. She was so excited. And she was like, oh, wow, that." I mean, she just wishes more churches would do that, you know, that, and she was sharing how she went through depression as a pastor's wife, that there was no one to talk to. She can't even tell her husband she was <laughs> depressed, you know, and that it was a dark place. Says, but one day, and it went for, for over three months, that one day, maybe, she said it must be the, the Holy Spirit. In retrospect, sometimes we know this must only be the Holy Spirit. That she, she, the thing came, was coming over her as a cloud again. And she says, in the name of Jesus. She says she spoke Yoruba. She says, Afara, get out. In other words, how do you interpret that? <laughs> eh? Immediately, I mean, that is, get, I'm not doing this again. Get out in the name of Jesus. She says that was the last time. Now, does that negate therapy? No. 
Some people need to go to therapy because they don't know how to do afara. Get out. <laughs> so, so, I mean, but you see, the, the beauty of this is that when we fast, when we fast, we break through barriers. Even in our minds, the things that have tried to keep us down, we break through them, even physically, in our health, in our bodies, even in our finances. Truth be told, you need to give to increase. That's how it works. But guess what? When you fast and pray, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's like post petrol on your on your seeds, on your, on your sacrifices, like, becomes explosive. It works even with a physical body. I mean, let me tell you a story. When I was growing up, um, I, I used to, <laughs> and, and, I mean, I don't know, the last time I shared it, it, it helped a teenager, and, and he got out of it also, you know. I used to, I used to bed wet when I was growing up. I mean, <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but that was the truth. Well, that's the truth. And it happened until I was 16. And I was in boarding school for two years. You know how embarrassing that is? <laughs> you don't even want to know. <laughs> Horrible. Shameful. But when I came to 16, I wasn't saved. But I grew up with my grandmother and I saw her pray. I saw her fast. I saw her call upon the name of Jesus. They always take us to church. They, I mean, so when I was 16, nobody told me. I said to God that the God that my grandmother is always praying to you is you I'm talking to. <laughs> I, I kid you not. That I'm going to fast for three days. I don't want to say this thing again. I fasted for three days. I didn't eat anything. And that was the end of bedwetting in my life. End. Now, I wasn't saved. I didn't, well, I didn't get saved as a coach, knowing God, deciding years after. But it shows when someone says, oh, God doesn't listen to people that are not saved. I say, it's a lie. God is God. There's no guarantee. He hasn't guaranteed them anything as he has guaranteed us that are in the faith. But he listens to the cry of the brokenhearted. He does. So as the little boy, I wasn't little, I was 16. I was taller than my mom, but I was pissing. say. I got to a point that this thing has to come to an end. And the only thing I knew was that's why what you do before your children is so important. Because they see, you, can't, you can't be a hypocrite before them because they can see your hypocrisy. I knew this woman prays genuinely. She doesn't miss prayer. I knew I mean, I, and I was like this God must be there. I'm going to fast, and I fasted, and I and broke the back of it. Now, when I got saved, then some people are telling me, "Oh, fasting is Old Testament." You know, now as Christ, as as New Testament Christians, we don't need to fast again. I'm like, what are you people talking about? 
then you excuse lack of power because you don't want to pay the price. You excuse lack of miracles and the supernatural because you don't want to pay the price. There's a price to pay. And sometimes God allows us to make physical sacrifices so that it can cause there to be a supernatural release. That's how he does. A physical sacrifice mysteriously produces supernatural release. Favor. We get favor on every side. Daniel was there. He was praying, physical sacrifice. It, it brought about supernatural release. We get to influence what happens in this in this heavenlies. First Corinthians 4, the 16. First Corinthians 4, 16 says, For which cause we faint not. It says, though our outward man perishes. When we fast, we lose weight. When we fast, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. When you look at what you are designed of God and you take your position of fasting, sometimes you're, you, you appear, it appears that you are emaciating. I fasted before that someone that was close to me came to me and begged me. I said, I got born again before you. Please. I don't want to lose a son. I won't tell you who the person is. <laughs> you know, but though the outward person perishes, the inner person becomes stronger and stronger. You become so anointed. It's unbelievable. Why? Because you pay the price. Ezra. Ezra 8.23 says, So we fasted. And earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us. And he heard our prayer. As you fast and wait on God and earnestly pray that God will take care of you. That you will have the breakthroughs that you are trusting God for. He will hear your prayers. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. As you earnestly pray, as we, as we enter this season of fasting, God will move. We do what only he can do. But I want to pray with you today if you're like, but pastor, I'm not even saved. I'm that 16 year, like that 16 year old boy that, you know, didn't know God. Can I come to God? Yes, you can. Because if you are fasting without knowing God, you are just wasting your time, really. There's no guarantees. Like, Pastor, I want to make this count, fa- this fast count. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. Wherever you are seated, that is me. Put up your hand over your head. Should I come forward? You don't need to come forward. I will pray with you where you are seated. God bless you. If I put up your proper hand, well, that is me. Shoot that hand up. I will pray together. God bless you. God bless you. Another hand there. There's a hand there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand. That's all. I don't need you to come forward. Where you are seated, I'll pray with you. The rest of us, let's talk to him. And let just say to him, Father, give me the grace to fast. Give me the grace to wait upon you. 
this, there are certain kinds that only bow to prayer and fasting. Give me the grace to wait upon you, O God of heaven. Give me the grace to wait upon you. It's not by power. It's not by might. But by the spirit of the Lord. So Father, we pray for those that are surrendering to you today. We ask that you breathe upon them. Everyone in this place today, we ask as a church that you breathe your breath upon us. The grace to fast effortlessly given to us. And as we wait upon you and seek your face, that you will answer our prayers. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Let's honor him and thank him. Amen.